The outdoors wrapped on my window today, like a lover wide-eyed hoping to elope, like the beloved in Song of Songs, gazelle-like peering in, enticing me into the garden. And frankly, I am decades past playing hard to get. So I put on my rose-colored Old Navy sneakers, which I figured would lighten my step. They have no arch support, for which I knew my sister would scold me once she found out, when I could have worn the more supportive but heavier shoes she bought me for my birthday. But the rosy color felt like spring, and I figured the lovers in Song of Songs did not have arch supports either, and so, rosy-shod and flat-footed, I ventured out. I walked through the back gate, across the neighbor's yard, down the road, past the guardian laurels on either side, forming a bridge of branches over my head. I moved amid the warm honeysuckle and jasmine. I sliced through the waft of dry grass, both aromatic and agonizing as I felt my eyes and throat begin to sting from the seasonal allergies, which, I am told by 23andMe, might be related to a DNA variant I received from my Neanderthal ancestors, whose genetics I seem to have inherited disproportionately. The Kinsey Six used to have a line where the character Rachel mentions her ex-boyfriend. My character, Winnie, always full of helpful judgment, responds, Your ex-boyfriend was a Neanderthal. No, replies Rachel, he was a Rosenthal. The Neanderthals went to the other synagogue. But now, thanks to the genetic sciences, we know that the Neanderthals are alive and well in every synagogue of every denomination. So my miserable allergies might come from them. I felt annoyed, but then I thought back 40,000 years and pictured bands of unhappy, sneezing Neanderthals crossing the savannas, and I was duly humbled and back in my place. It's a wilderness out there. It's a garden, too. And I began to wonder what the difference is, because this is the week we begin reading the book of Numbers, which in Hebrew is named after its opening word, Bamidbar, meaning in the wilderness. A lot happens in the wilderness, as we readers of Torah know. Food falls from the sky. Sinkholes open. Rocks gush with water. The ground rumbles. Mountains smoke, God speaks, and Torah is delivered. The wilderness can be a wild ride. But wild as it may be, wilderness is not chaos. I felt that profoundly as I walked in nature today, my calves beginning to ache from the lack of arch support. Nature is far from chaos. It is a palace, complex and fine, built on biological and geological design principles from which it does not deviate, at least not nearly as much as we, who pretend not to be nature, deviate from ours. So what makes wilderness wilderness? For one thing, it is uncharted, previously unobserved, It has no mile markers, no on and off ramps. It has no interpretive placards. Wilderness is the unknown. 
In Hebrew, there's another element that makes wilderness wilderness, and that is speech. The Hebrew word for wilderness, midbar, is from the same root as davar, word. But then I wonder, isn't speech just the jungle I want to be freed from? Speech can keep us going in circles. Talk is cheap. The truth of words is no longer guaranteed and probably never was. And in this wilderness of a time that we're living in, I sometimes just want to shut off the chatter. But besides the wilderness of our mythology and the wilderness of our current state of affairs, there's the wilderness inside. What are the uncharted places we are finding in ourselves now during this long period of aloneness? The places we suspected were there but had not looked at, skirted and not mapped, and the places we would actually be so delighted to find if we were brave enough to take a few steps in. We carry a wilderness in us from the time we're born, how much we are willing to explore it, traverse it, map it, find its beauty, that is up to each of us. It can be a frightening prospect charting our wilderness. But what is there to be frightened of? Poisonous beasties? Allergens? They are in our gardens, too. I suspect that if we took the opportunity to start walking our wildernesses, what we will find are guardian laurels and honeysuckle, manna on the ground to sustain us, a mishkan where we can offer our incense. Far from empty, we will find our inner landscapes full, populated with tribes made up of old and young and all genders, with songs and dances and languages of their own, and livestock and soaring birds, fleet gazelles, scrubby plants and tall forests, mountains and rivers, all of that inside of us. The more we explore our wilderness, the more I suspect it will look like a garden. Because maybe that is the most salient difference between a wilderness and a garden. It is the fact of being witnessed. And the speech waiting for us in the wilderness? Maybe it's not chatter and not the earth-shaking thrum of God at Sinai, but the loving voice of a gardener. Kol dodi dofek, the beloved's voice reaches out to us. Bati ligani, bati ligani. I have come to my garden, the beloved says. The gardener's words coax the new shoots. The beloved's voice coaxes us out of our homes. And so it is with each of us. Our wildernesses are not there to be uprooted and paved over, but to be explored, witnessed, and spoken to with love. Let's take a moment right now to reacquaint ourselves with our midbar, our inner wildernesses. Notice the vastness.
Notice the wild beauty. Take it in. Walk it. Even if your calves ache. And speak to it. Say, ah, I have at last come to my garden. That is the voice that each of us has and the voice that each of us has been longing to hear.